Welcome back to uh, Tip Today. A listener on to say that lady that's referring to Joan has no manners. You can't talk to people on the phone like that. How dare she call them thick? Shame on her. A lot of uh, new people in banks, government uh, departments, uh, etc. aren't trained in properly. That's not their fault. It's management. And a lot of these uh, places refuse to provide proper training. So it's shocking uh, that she would behave like that. Well, you know, okay, no, nobody goes along with abusing anybody, as far as I'm concerned, but I can understand the frustration that people uh, go through uh, dealing with financial institutions, not just financial institutions, trying to get anybody on a blooming phone uh, nowadays is an issue, but there you go. It's time for a weekly health slot. Delighted to be joined now, uh, as always, by the CEO of Marito 8020, and that's Muriel Cuddy. How are you, Muriel? Morning, Fran. Great today, thank God. Good to see you today. You're going to follow up to begin with on the conversation we had last week about the weight loss drug and that because you got a huge, huge amount of interest in this. Literally, I think before I had walked down the steps here out of the studio, the phone had started ringing and it literally rang non-stop and and still is ringing, to be honest. Right. The clinic is open and we are seeing people. So last week we saw like a number of people that booked in or whatever. But I suppose what upset me really, and that's why it brought me to this piece today, was we possibly got more phone calls from people that really didn't need it than people that actually really did need it. Now, we've had conversations with everybody and a lot of people have come through and are are starting mm. the, the weight loss injection um, in the next week or so. But that just frightened me because it was like, are people not happy at all with how they look? Um, our perception of how we look, has that changed so much? And, you know, perception comes from the, the, the looking at the same in, image over and over again. So mm. say if it was lips, if it's the perfect body image, say like Love Island and all of this kind of thing, um, is that what we're supposed to look at, look like? Because that's where perception comes from. Right. So it just, it made me worried, you know, and like there's all these anorexia, bulimia, um, there's actually big exorea or something along those lines I came across somewhere, which is like in the gym every single day for two and three hours. And that's like a teenage into young adulthood, like guys that are playing sport and that. They want to get bigger and they want the muscles. We actually got a phone call on that level as well from somebody that was in the gym all the time and felt their body fat was too high. His BMI like was way below the 27 fran, but he just felt there was still excess to lose. Was it possible he could actually get the injection to lose the last of what he had? So in comparison to where we were 10 or 15 years ago, I just find it really scary. It's very interesting, isn't it? And, you know, I mean, obviously that, that's why you're there and you, you mm. can decide to say to people, no, this is not for you. This is not suitable well, for you. It's one of the things I've always spoken about and I still speak about. And I think I probably nearly close the doors and doing what I'm doing. If you can't manage expectations mm. and you can't be realistic enough, like you're never going to have, we're never going to have a long lifespan in this industry if we can't um, talk to people properly and honestly and say to them, listen, the weight loss injection is fantastic. It's a tool and it'll definitely help kickstart your weight loss. People living in a bigger body, Fran, there are so many issues with it. So if you're mm. overweight and, you know, you you're, have the health markers that are wrong, you also have the other issues that you're dealing with, as in low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, mm. stress, things like that. And that's been medicated too. So there's so many... Um, so so much in the form of medication being given to people that are overweight or obese mm. and that's on one level and for us to be able to manage the expectations of that person and get their health markers down 
by getting their weight down and educating them on how to eat properly because you can't just take an injection, lose the weight and stay eating croissants and Red Bull for breakfast. Yes. Because the health markers are going to be wrong. And I think the expectations there, that's one side. The other side with the injection, to be very realistic about it, you lose up to 15% of your body weight, maybe a little more. But the rest of the body weight then has to come through your diet, your lifestyle and working with us. So you get another 12 months. Maybe you can do things like laser lipo and you can look at like gastric bands and stuff like that afterwards but you've got to manage the expectations of what do the steps look like mm. how are you just why are you dissatisfied with your body where did it come from is it the hormone side of things that's wrong is it because it has come from a younger age so were you bullied when you were younger does it come from home so were the habits established from a very young age as in was food an issue at home mm. that the parents one parent was on a diet or always on a yo-yo diet mm. or was it um, a, a fact that at home just um you didn't get what you needed or whatever. Do you know what I mean? There's so mm. many different issues there and we have to deal with them right. behind the scenes. And you can't obviously play into somebody's difficulties like their dysmorphia or whatever um, by making something like that available to no, them. No, absolutely you can't. And mm. in my world, no, I, yes. I, I wouldn't. Like, if I can get to the root of if somebody um, really needs it and mm. they're, you know, um, are carrying this weight and say all the, like the meds and all the bits and pieces, well then absolutely we have to give it to them. It's like I showed you an image there of a clinic um, yes. of what's been put out out there on social media. Yeah, and it's doll-like, isn't it? It's a doll. It? It's, yeah. it's a doll. It's like a Barbie, skinny waist, long legs, big boobs, long hair, yeah. huge lips. The more you push an image like that out there, the more percep- the perception of that's what I'm supposed to look like comes to the fore, comes into being. And that's even now, say, 40s, 50s, the new 40, 60s, mm. all of that kind of thing. Like, and, and, and for me, we're looking at these images of fit people running at 50 and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where do we actually get the happy medium and what is perfect and what is realistic? So in the clinic, which what we're doing, for me, even with the aesthetic side, it's very gently and it's nothing outside the box of, you know, that you're going to look like a monster for right. all the world. Yes. Because yeah. there is no perfect. Like if I was to put, and I said this, I was doing a talk yesterday and I actually had younger people in the talk and they were in stitches laughing, but I said, there's 32 people sitting in front of me. And I said, if you were all dogs sitting on the seat and you weren't people, I'd have terriers and Labradors and greyhounds and everything under the sun, all different makeups and all different, like different breeds. Mm. We are um, a result of our genes. Like genetically, we can change a lot of who we are. So I couldn't turn the greyhound and the Labrador into each other. Like if I was to put a greyhound running a, a marathon, yes, he's not going to do what Labrador will do. And of vice course, versa. yeah. But when your role models are only these slim uh, sort of stick-like creatures, I suppose then that's why you might feel outside of it all. I think so and I think definitely schools and parents and definitely I suppose listening to things on social media we've got to take a step back and we've got to take out of it what is right mm. and what we can actually what what what, what makes sense mm. I suppose it's it's taken off the rose tinted glasses isn't it? Yeah. The beauty industry is worth 534 billion and the aesthetic billion, in, billion wow. the aesthetic industry is going to be worth something like 380 billion by 2030 so like you're talking about huge sums of money involved in this so I'm like this isn't the pharma world this is like the beauty and the aesthetic world so the younger generation are going to find it really really hard with the older generation Another thing that stemmed from our conversation last week was a huge amount of people got onto us afterwards saying that we were excusing um, overweight people and uh, you know that we weren't acknowledging that this is their fault and mm. some blaming people yeah. and stuff you know I got that Fran yeah uh, from the minute I walked out the door here I actually got that the yeah. first person I met literally actually Excuse said me. to me 
if you're overweight, it's your own fault. Stay back from the table. Oh. What are you actually doing with the weight loss injection or whatever? And I said, and I'm very, what would you say? I get very upset about this. Mm. Very passionate, I suppose is probably mm. the word, because I'm dealing with people for the last 20 years, most especially the last seven or eight years as this whole thing has escalated. And people that are overweight, like a stone or two stone, that's nothing. Mm. That's nothing. Mm. Like It's like saying to yourself, when you hit 50, I wish I was 40. Yeah. Oh, no, 40, I wish I was 30. Mm. A stone or two we can deal with. When you're actually talking about somebody that is grossly overweight by three or four stone, that is, it's affecting everything from their self-esteem to every single day from the minute they get out of bed. Yes, And it's not only affecting everything they do from when they go to like for a pint of milk to when they're in work sitting behind their desk and they're afraid to lift their head up to go for a promotion or they're overlooked for promotion after promotion because of their size, even though they're probably more capable than the person next mm. to them, to the fact that they're on medication for different health markers that are gone wrong, to the um, anxiety and depression side of things. It is a disease. Same as alcohol is. Yes, and that is being anorexia. acknowledged now more and more. Isn't Thank it, God it's being acknowledged yeah. because a stone or two is fine. We all can overeat the weekend. Mm. We can all spend mm. two weeks that we overeat, or maybe yes. it can escalate into three months and the COVID stone and COVID mm. two stone. That doesn't impinge your life, Fran, to the same extent as somebody being grossly overweight. There is a big difference. And the injection is for people that have a BMI of over 27 or over 30. And if you are overweight to that extent that it is affecting your life, then you need a tool that's going to help you actually bring it back to where we can actually manage it. Mm -hmm. And even your your mindset, because with anorexia and things like that, when you go below a certain weight, your mindset goes that unless you get it back up to that certain weight, you're not thinking rationally. Yes. It's it like in, in the obese world, why is that not the same? Why is there one rule that somebody can be anorexic and mm. get all the doctors and help under the I think it's sun? that perception, to be honest with you, Muriel, that, you know, oh, you know, if you're overweight, you're lazy. If you're overweight, you know, you, you eat all... And, you know, and this isn't the no, case. Well, the mindset you know? has to change and yeah. the mindset has changed around sexuality. Yeah. In schools and stuff, our kids have been taught and, and, and our, like, say, gender balance, colour, mm. um, nationality, wherever mm. you're from, our younger generation have accepted all of that. Mm. Like this other side is going to have to come to the fore because we're going to be dealing with this. Yes. The fallout is there. And if we don't actually get people back into a proper BMI and into a proper place, and if the weight loss injection does help, that's brilliant. That it actually gets people to feel normal. Mm. What is normal? 14, 15 stone maybe for some people. Some people it might be 12. So if somebody feels they're perfect weight at 10, they can ridicule somebody else because they're not a perfect weight at 12 or 14 stone. For me, that's awful. And I think we've got to start the education and the support. And where expectations are concerned then when people come into you, whether they're looking at the aesthetic side of it or the nutritional side of it. I mean, if you, what is the Irish shape? It's pear-shaped, is it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if something's like that, you, you can't change the fundamental, can you? Is you, that fair to you say? You cannot. You can be the best version of yourself. And they've actually said, what was the statement? Beauty begins the moment you decide to like yourself. Um, and I have people in and I say to them all the time, Fran, when I actually see them sitting in front of me, I say to them, where is your happy place? What number do you actually think when it comes to weight loss that you're going to be happy with? So if somebody's sitting in front of me and they're like 15 stone or whatever, and they say to me, well, I'd love to be 10 stone. I, I'll tell them straight away, we're not going to get you to 10 stone, but I know by looking at you straight away, your happy place is 12 stone. And she, they could say to me, well, my sister is whatever. That's completely different. And they might be sisters and they might be genetically made, made up mm. that they actually tend to look the same but one sister might have a slower metabolic rate there might have been different issues down the line that actually cause her to hold weight or she could be built like her father or built like her mother yes, like yeah, I have four yeah. kids two are of one build and two are of another build yeah. one loves food they're all completely different mm. you know but like if they were to mention a word to each other I'd absolutely kill him 
But we have to get used to yes. the fact that we are all different and there is a sweet spot for everyone. And if you can find your sweet spot, say your sweet spot with weight, Fran, I could nearly nail it and tell you what your sweet spot is and what you can eat then. Mm. That you have a decent metabolic rate, that you can have a decent three meals a day and be able to eat at the weekend yes. and maintain it. And that's not going to be a stone below what you would actually think you should be. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, if, yeah. You might come to me and say, Muriel, I want to be 14 stone. Mm. And I would look at you and I'd say, well, I actually think you should be about 15, 15 and a quarter. Mm. And you'll be happy there. Right. And you can maintain that. You're not 18 anymore. You're not moving as fast as you used to move. Probably not doing as much movement as you used to do. And your metabolism slows down. Right. So Even though my BMI might lead me to believe it should be much lower than that. Yeah, it, it all depends on what movement you're doing, okay. your muscle tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're in the gym, if you're, yeah, sedentary, what foods you're eating. It's mm. Like foods are massive. So if mm. you have a high carb diet, and again, that comes into line with the injection as in a lot of people that are overweight tend to have a higher, um, higher carb, higher processed diet right. and alcohol and things like that. So again, you've got to change the mindset with that. So even for you, I, you'd have to work on all of that to mm. see whether yeah. your metabolic rate fits in with your BMI, etc. and how much we can reduce it's it. It's very by. interesting. I presume then at certain times you say no to people where aesthetics are concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We had it this week with with um, our doctor even on the aesthetic side. Mm. Um, a young girl came in and she had way overdone. The, the lips were like, you know, like the pictures of the lips were you they? see. Yeah. Wow. Um, and he actually offered to dissolve and start again. And we don't want to be, I don't know if you heard the word of the normalisation clinic. No. So normalisation, a lot of clinics are turning into normalisation clinics, which means work that is um, gone wrong. There's actually a Facebook page now for people that have had aesthetic work done and are disfigured or something has happened as in they are devastated and they can't change it. And there's a Facebook support group for it. So the normalisation clinics are popping up that you can actually take or reduce or dissolve the fillers. If you work in the beauty industry, you can do a weekend for course to to um, put fillers into somebody's face. Mm. You can put it in around their nose to create this, you know, um, new nose with non-surgical rhinoplasty or whatever. That's around the eye area. And until somebody goes blind, that'll be allowed, Fran. So fillers can't be dissolved by anybody except a doctor. So you can go to any backstreet clinic, uh, beauticians, anywhere at all, unless you've got a doctor or a dentist, somebody that is medically recognised and regulated, they can't dissolve it for you. So this girl came in and she had miles too much but she wanted more and Dr. Wan said to her listen I can dissolve and we can start again and we can make it look um, you know very normal and near the look you want or whatever but no she just wanted a bigger she just wanted to go bigger again and he said sorry he said that's not the way I work I can't do that right. for you so you have to call it I suppose at a, cer- a certain point yeah. we're hearing those horror stories as well was it this week or last week about uh, the gastric bands in uh, Turkey yeah. where p- people coming well one lady passed away sadly because of mm-hmm. it um it's of grave concern to people as well. You know? We've had so many people that have come to us, Fran. And like when you go to Turkey, you the pictures look fantastic online. Mm. It's a completely yeah. different story when you're out there. I've heard of people that have ended up on blood thinners for life. So many different things that have happened. They've been told not to take the bandages off for 14 days. So they're gone and they've left and they've come back. You go to Turkey, you're signing a consent form that's in Turkish. You've no idea what you're signing for unless you actually have, maybe if you have a Turkish partner or somebody like that that can actually go with you. It's absolutely stonewall crazy. Even if it's going to cost you a few extra euro here, save up if it's what you want to do and wait and come into the system that can actually look after you properly because that's not a system anybody wants to be in. Right, it's, it's amazing. If we were to talk to people, who ideally comes to you from... Let, let's stay with aesthetics for the moment. Yep. Who ideally comes to you? Because we're not talking about people who want to go over the top with the big lips or the, you know... Um, a conversation I had this morning was a girl that was in yesterday, OK? So she was 50. 
49.50 this year mm-hmm. coming into Christmas time she's actually in the world the whole world and space of well-being and everything so you know it can be anyone Fran this is just I'll give you two examples a male and a female so with this girl she literally just wanted to look a little bit refreshed she just wanted a little just she said she used all the creams everything under the sun and nothing had worked and she wanted to feel a better version of herself so she came in yesterday she'd done the consultation it was an active consultation which means she got work done after she had spoken to the doctor it's my job to follow up so it's my job to actually call the next day and say listen give me a little bit of feedback from the time you booked in until today how are you in relation to like information how you look how you feel how was your experience she said Muriel it was everything I wanted in relation to my look first of all she said it's just a little tweak you know, she said, mm. I just look in the mirror now and I look like I did when I did five years ago. Mm. And she said, that's what I want. Now she said, there's more. And he actually explained what else he can do. But she said he can do it very, um, what would you say? It can take over six months or it can take over 12 months. On a gradual basis. A yeah. gradual basis. Yeah. And he can build it up. And she said, I'm delighted with that. So happy. And she said, he actually said one word to me as, as I was going out. Um, Thank you for trusting me. Mm. And she said, I don't hear that. In the world of wellbeing, I say it, but I don't hear it. So that's one instance as in she just wants to look refreshed and look a little younger. That's what we do. Another one that we actually had, which I suppose blew me away, it was a male and it was on sexual health. So it was on erectile dysfunction. Mm. So he had a couple of um, consultations and then went to get the treatment that he wanted with, um, we have Dr. Manelli in on a Friday. And I rang him for feedback or whatever. And I said, listen, how was it again? And all the bits and pieces. You could hear the lift in his voice, mm. you know. And I suppose you fellas out there listening and they're probably smiling on all the bits. But a lot of people aren't smiling because there are a lot of issues that are out What's, there, yeah. which we're finding. And what, what is it possible to do for erectile dys- dysfunction in the well, clinic? But you can do PRP injections. There's so much like it. We have a resident gynecologist and sexual right. health doctor that actually, you know, looks after all of this. And there's so much, there's so many different areas she can work on in relation to like erectile dysfunction, the sexual health side of of things for women, like with women in with vaginal dryness, bladder incontinence, um, just issues even after having babies, you know. That's a massive area. We've people that are after driving down from Offaly and Athlone and different places, Fran. So, and again, it's realistic, first of all, manage the expectations. If you can't do it, you might have to leave and you might be down the dumps that there wasn't something that can be done. But that's probably 5% of, you know, everybody that comes through the door. Very interesting. You must come across a whole cross-section of We actually do. We actually do. And you know what? For me, when I make the phone call the next day, if you see somebody walking out with a smile, Mm. I'm absolutely over the moon. Um, Mm. If they're not, then I have to find out what can we actually do to make sure that they are happy. And even if that's directing them onto another service, Mm. that's an expert in their area, we'll do that. But the follow-up calls and the feedback, that's fantastic. Somebody wondering about cosmetic dentistry, do you get involved in that? No, we don't. We don't, no. All right. Would you believe, there's still um, text coming in, um, just to sum sum up a few of them, one Mm. person saying, uh, obesity is a self-induced disease, Fran, it's a choice. It's amazing that mindset is still out there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you know what? I suppose if we can change people's mindsets one by one, what I would worry about with that caller is if there's kids in their world or students or teenagers or whatever, that would be my worry because when I see people out trying to walk or run or trying to lose weight or whatever, I'd say to my kids, God, a pat on the back, you have to say a big well done. The pressure they're under, their heart, even to get the runners on, for people even to see them. And that's another thing with obese and overweight. You don't want to be seen, not out walking, and you don't want to be in a gym. So where can you actually go to exercise? We actually feel people do it in the morning before anyone gets up or they do it in the evening when it's dark. Because they feel judged. Because they feel judged. And that person that sent that in, I I would actually feel just, you know, 
take a step back, take a, a step outside the box and just look at the comment that you've just made. Yeah, they, they go on to say genetics and hormones do influence to a degree, but it's overeating every single time. Yeah, but that's not fair, as in if your parents overate and you were the, their child, it's a habit that has been established mm. since you're very young. Mm. So if we can't help change that habit, and we've people like this, they might have been lucky that they had parents, yes. that everything was okay and their genes are good and everything. Like, not everybody has that. It's like being an alcoholic or being, you know, yeah, I course, say the same yeah. thing the whole yeah, time. And we do know? accept that other addictions are genuine. We do, we do. So addictions. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. If people want to talk to you, Muriel? Um, they can call us on 052 61 Six one four eight double eight one. Yeah, four eight double eight one. And um, Emma will have that number if you didn't catch it uh, there as well. Muriel, good to see you as always. Thanks very much indeed, Muriel Cuddy, their CEO of Marito eighty twenty. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie